and go. All right, guys, we are live. I think we're live. I'm we so live now. Awesome. I have something in my eye, so I might be like rubbing my eye every minute or I might be crying in a minute. So whatever. My name is Dr. Sharnell Wolverton Sihan, and we are here live today to talk about a lot of different subjects that uh, I believe are going to interest you. Craig Walker is here with me, my dear friend and co-host, and welcome, Craig. Hello, nice to be here. Um, I'm out in my car again because all the kids are here and I don't have access to their rooms. <laughs> so, uh, if you, yeah, if you hear them about, they are playing out and things. But, uh, no, this is quite um, an interesting one. And like I say, I put it on, well, we put it on Facebook, didn't we, that this, is, this isn't going to be, this isn't a normie conversation. Um, you know, we've been talking privately about some things, or well, you've been telling me some things. Hey, Tyler. Um and uh yeah so so i mean i guess it's down to you just just uh, you know maybe maybe start where you'll be okay <laughs> just start yeah. where where you started with me basically we we interviewed tony rodriguez recently didn't we mm -hmm. uh, and that was just a, such a an amazing conversation i mean that guy just carries so much empathy and and um what a story he's got to tell and what great work he's doing and he's clearly triggered something particularly in you um so why don't we take it from there yeah, so, um, and that's my second interview with Tony. My first interview was also very triggering. And um, and actually, I've been reluctant to talk about the subjects at all because the first time I went on live with Carrie Cassidy to talk about my book, which a lot of this information, that things that happened to me are, because, are in this book, um, or just the way to get out of it or the way to heal is in that book, the science, my, my book, The Science of Miracles. But when Carrie had me on, it was to talk about The Science of Miracles, I thought, but instead she was asking me a lot about the Montauk Project and different po projects that I was a part of. And I had something happen to me that night and so did she. So I pretty, I haven't went to public since then. And when I say something happened, basically, uh, it felt like I went, I went to sleep like normal. And then I was, I felt freezing cold and was shaking like really, really hard shaking. And I would go in and out of consciousness, but it seemed like there were people standing over me. I'm shaking. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I could hear like muffled voices, people. And I, I remember I was so cold and shaking. I was freezing, shaking to the point where I was thinking in my head, like, if I'm asleep, why isn't my husband waking up? Because I knew I was shaking the bed. Mm -hmm. And um, I just was, I kept on and on shaking. And then I would go in and out and in and out. And then finally, um, I was trying to like scream, but I couldn't. And then I, when I did wake up, I woke up on the floor in the fetal position next to my bed, completely naked. Sorry. And my, <laughs> my clothes were perfectly folded next to me. And I do not fold my clothes and neither does my husband. And I don't sleep naked. And a matter of fact, when I sleep, I have like several blankets on and weighted blankets on because of like my fear of some stuff that happened so 
uh, I was violently ill at that point and went to, it just had to keep going to the bathroom to throw up. I was sick for three days. Um, I had called, I called Carrie as soon as it was time. Oh, I was able to, um, that same day. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't know what happened and try to explain it to her because nothing like that, that I could remember has ever happened. And she was also violently ill and she thought that we had got hit by some energy weapon or something. I don't, I've never even heard of that before. I don't know what that is about. I even asked my husband, like, why didn't you, you know, did you see anything? Did you hear anything? Like, why didn't you, did you feel the bed shaking? Like what was, you know, and, and nobody, um, anyway, he didn't remember anything or hear anything and was sleeping when I woke up and Pat said he had nothing to do with folding my clothes or anything. So I don't really know about that, but so pretty much I didn't talk about it after that until now. Yes. So, yeah. So for those that um, maybe aren't aware, how sort of briefly, how would you describe what the Montauk project is or was, if you want to go there? Yeah, so my dad was a part of the radar in Montauk. Montauk is in New York, and um, I was my dad was stationed there from 73 to 76. I was there with him. And um, there were underground facilities there that um, they would come for me in my class. And then they would take me down underground. And they were doing different projects on different children there. And um, I, I've had, I had some memories of this and or talked to my parents about things. Um, some of the things are like, I remember telling them, uh, that, that they were watching me from the moon. Uh, I remember always looking at the moon thinking that they're watching me. Um, I know that they, I know there were cages, there were kids in cages, there was a chair, uh, and they were doing stuff, sending kids to space, sending people to space, uh, mostly boys. There were a few girls. They stopped using the girls because the girls were, um, I know now, I mean, I made up my own thing. I don't know if this is true, but I know on a neuroscience level, girls have a different brain ability to multitask and aren't as easily altered um, because they already can split in so many ways um, where guys pretty much have, you know, one window open at a time. So it's easier to split. It's true. It's true. I don't know if that, you know, is why um, they stopped using girls, but I'm told that they stopped using girls. I don't know why I can't confirm that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Don't worry about it. So, you know, um, I mean, you've already said things that, that collaborate with so many other people's stories about kids in cages um, in these projects and what they're doing to children. Um, you know, and obviously, you, you know, you being where you were, you were taken on these these projects. Um, so <laughs> where do you want to go from here? Because I don't want to push anything that where you're not comfortable going with, maybe things that you've told me that you don't want to go public about. Okay, um, sure. But there is a yeah. purpose for doing this, isn't there? You, you know, you think people might be having uh, memories, 
issues that are related to the same thing. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, I was having memories for a long time, but it wasn't, and I was having, uh, missing time throughout my life. Um, sometimes longer periods than other times at one time it was eight hours completely uh, one was 12 and was eight hours completely missing um you know my dad worked again on projects uh in japan iceland uh north dakota has a radar i believe there's one in california or was i don't know if there still is i know that they have bases underneath um McCord Air Force Base, which is now JBL because they joined forces with um, Fort Lewis and McCord are together. And I went and my I have, my family member is in the military and uh, invited me to go back on the base a few years ago. And I was like, sure, and didn't realize that it was going to trigger some things and so when i went out i drove by a child care center and a hospital and some things started bleeding through and uh that was kind of some things i also had an encounter where some beans came to my house that uh and these beans have come pretty much for multiple things every time i was pregnant they came um, when I had a job change, they came when, you know, different things that were pretty extraordinary, they would come and tell me things. Uh, I called them angels because I didn't have another word for that, uh, in my, my vocabulary or experiences coming from a ministry background. They were, they were good. Um, I had a gray come to me in January, 2020 in Mount Shasta. I was going to come uh, get onto this about you went for a massage. Is that right? Yes. And he basically <laughs> came and apologized to me, not with words, but about, uh, and I was like, first of all, I thought I was going to die. Um, when he showed up, he, she, whatever. Uh, and then I instantly heard him in my mind say, I'm sorry. And I was like, for what? And I looked into his eyes and he, it looked sad. And um, uh, in my experience, they don't have feelings or anything like that. And I was like, thought to myself for what? And when I did think that I immediately saw me in my mother's womb and this same thing was messing with me in my mom's womb. And I was like, what? And I could see myself maybe 20 weeks or more trying to get away from what they were doing. Um, and, 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 and even my birth is super weird anyway, but so I was born at 333. I'm told I was born in Montana, but even just recently in the last year, my father was ill and was setting up like a trust or a will or whatever and had asked for all of our social security numbers to set up um whatever in case anything happened 
and my mom and I and my sister had all brought our cards over to the house and they were all on the table and my mom was also born in Montana so our numbers would be the same because we your social is set by your birth and uh, when I put my card down next to hers I realized that we didn't have the same numbers but my sister and I did and my sister was actually born on the base in Montauk and my numbers I have a New York Montauk social which I shouldn't because I was supposedly not there until three until three years old but yet my paperwork shows that it's Montauk instead of Montana now my birth certificate says Montana but my social doesn't and that makes absolutely no sense at all and matter of fact I was asking my mom like why and they were just like oh must be a paperwork issue or whatever but I've had kids and I wasn't allowed to leave the hospital until the paperwork was filled out you don't leave the hospital until you fill out the paperwork for your birth certificate and your social that's just how it works and I mean I had three kids and I know that that's how it works um and I've asked tons of people like what's your first three letters you can google your social and just with your first three letters and put it in your state and see there's a whole chart it tells you what you are so why why does it say that I was born in Montauk and my birth certificate says that it was so but going back to your question um I was with another person who was in the program in real life here I have to say real life um there's a person that I that you and I both know and I have known him since 2008 I guess or earlier and he was actually in a ministry background and he was having memories around that time 2008 and I didn't have any judgment about any of it. He was very ostracized. He was kicked out of everything. He was called the devil and everything else. And I had to say his name just because people will be asking, or do you want to keep him out of it? I don't feel comfortable um, outing him. Okay. Um, That's his story. If he wants to tell it, I mean, he has been public about it, but then went into hiding because of the, problems that came with that Um, but I've traveled the world with this man in multiple places I know his family very well I know his children we did ministry for years and he's not a liar so but when we were at um, New Zealand some things happened we were in New Zealand and some things happened and then when we came back basically we were at another meeting and he looked at me and he said you're starting to remember the chair aren't you Hmm. and i was like immediately bleed through um this guy who who we're talking about is highly intuitive very powerful person you know he's a a very loving very powerful person that's right isn't it yes and also you know thank you for all the good vibes you guys because this is not easy discussion at all so appreciate your comments right now it means a lot but um hey jess jess you were there at the meeting when all that happened jessica's on here live she was there so she knows very well and lots of people were there 
when that happened. And um, so, so you, said, you said about the chair. You said you start to remember the chair. Yes, and and I did, and I've talked about it to either even key ministry figures at times because I would have these things that would happen when I would go to sleep at night and or even during the day. I would see myself in space in this chair, even as an adult. And I would be given information about Israel or other countries, things going on in Europe that were very specific and accurate. And I would come back and I would tell people and I would deliver these messages on stage as a ministry person and, and on speaking at conferences. And I was always in a chair. Hmm. And that didn't make sense to me like what what's the deal with this chair and how do i know these things and i don't i still don't understand how i was an adult in the chair doing these things and if any of you guys have information on this like please reach out because this is another reason why i'm doing this because i'm trying to understand myself and also maybe help people in the process because i don't know it doesn't make sense to me and people might think this is absolutely fucking crazy and that's okay because i think i'm crazy too matter of fact with my husband when i would start any sentence trying to explain to him things i would start out with i know this doesn't make sense or i know you probably won't believe me but and I blah 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 and then finally he stopped me and he said why do you keep saying i won't believe you and i said I guess because it just sounds so crazy, you know, and he was like, I know, but ask yourself why you keep saying that. And I said, I guess because I have a hard time leaving it. Like, it doesn't make sense. None of this stuff is in context, context for this 3D timeline. Um, but I have memories of in, an individual specifically in Montauk. And I have for years. I do not remember the one that I mentioned earlier specifically. I don't remember seeing him, but he apparently knew I was there. And but I did have memories of another specific human male. Um, and I have weird memories of us being on a mission. I have stuff from Jupiter, the moon. Um, again why do why i mean have they just implanted me with weird memories you know it's like you could say that but also like i was literally at montauk mm -hmm. from 73 to 76. i mean this is me at montauk i'm sorry i'm shaking but <laughs> um you can see the lighthouse in the background i mean i went to school there they would take me out i was in a tag program similar to tony uh, where they would take you out and did exercises there was testing there was these blocks they're yellow blocks that were geometric shapes that they would want you to do things so they would hold up these ink blots and try to make you figure out like what what we would see um i say we i don't i'm assuming other people were doing it at the time i thought other people were doing that i didn't think i was really special there was never anyone that came with me when i went but i just thought everybody was doing this um it doesn't make sense that they were teaching me how to fly in seventh grade uh I, I was in a simulator this is real 
um, they brought me at, they would take me out of classroom and they would bring me to go fly in the simulator. They were, they told me that it was a plane. I had to take a written test, uh, a flying test, I, I, but I never flew a plane. Like I never did airtime. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And why at like, how old are you when you're in seventh grade doing, you know, why am I flying? Yeah. Uh, I made like a 99 on, or 98 on my simulator and a hundred on my written um you know i don't apparently i had really good psychic abilities and i've always used that towards ministry and for good um but going back to the individual um someone actually sent me a, a, an an interview that had been posted seven days prior this was in August, I believe the 11th or the 12th of August, 2016, which is a very significant date. I, mean, I now know as of yesterday, I just found out that that's a significant date having to do with Sirius, Wolf Dog, K9, North Star, which I have a North Star on my tattoo is one of the first tattoos. And you've always had to think about wolves, right? I've always had a thing about wolves. Everything is wolves. Um, you know, I mean, I have a tattoo of a wolf on my dog barked at the just the right time. You got the wolf on there. That was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, my dad had a thing with wolves too. My dad, he was a, a DJ, and he was called Uncle Wolvie. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, yeah, so um, but someone someone sent me this interview I, I remember exactly where i was i was in my room in bed and i i just put it on my t my tv and uh went to go watch it and when it came up i, I instantly saw max max who? max spears mm -hmm. just so people know that's what we're talking about yes still makes me cry <laughs> i thought i wouldn't cry but um I was instantly happy and I, my first thought was oh my god there he is mm -hmm. I, and I thought oh my god I found him this is the mystery face that I had seen in multiple flashes he was in a cage next to me as a kid and some other things uh, he was on what I what I remember as Delta five one four. I don't understand what that is. Uh, on these missions, someone had told me it was a part of some sort of super soldier thing. I don't consider myself a super soldier. I was apparently like a medic of some kind. Maybe a naturopathic medic of some sort. <laughs> yes, but. Uh, I have, I have it seared in my mind for some reason, Delta 514. No idea, but this has always been a thing, Delta 514. And I had these images of us going to extract a pyramid that had been stolen from us, a black pyramid that I knew was a transportation device. And it would collapse and go upside down or this way and you could beam to different realities dimensions similar to the trip chair but it was portable you can hold it in your hand and whoever had it could go wherever you can even take people with you with this 
and they had taken it from us. I don't know who they is, but I know we were trying to get it. I was, the only little memory I have is I was around this corner first, right at the edge, and Max was behind me, and we were peek, I was peeking around, and I was going to go around, and when I did, there was fire, like an energy weapon, and he had pulled me back. And I didn't get shot because of that. And so he literally saved me that time. But then there was another time underground where they were going to do some really horrendous torture stuff. And he took my place. But so when I saw the interview immediately like relief um felt like oh my god there could be some resolve here i can find him i was looking at his name and i'm like grab my phone start googling and i'm like oh my god yes 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 finally i can figure out who this is and googled him and it said that he had just mysteriously passed away And then it was less like drop, a complete drop, because I feel like, I feel like I found him and lost him in like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And obviously the the, the mystery surrounding his his death is quite, I don't know if people are aware of what happened, but he was found coughed up. a lot of black goo if i if i'm not mistaken and um, it was all this black goo that it, it, it so whatever that <laughs> means yeah um, he vomited black goo for two liters of black goo or something two liters yeah yeah candace hey i see you candace was actually at the meeting too and she knows who i'm talking about she was there and she's known me for 20 years 15 20 years and she knows about how i've talked about this um publicly with these prophetic messages that I would get or what have you. I mean, I have, I mean, I cannot prove any of this, but I can tell you with all character and integrity that anything I did know, I talked about and people can validate that they can confirm that. And, um, I didn't understand it and neither did anyone else, but, um, anyway, so the, the interview that I saw put me on this like path to find out more about how he passed. This is in 2016. Mm-hmm. And um, right short after that, uh, Laura Eisenhower came into my life, which on, on September 11th, I spoke with her earlier than that, but I, I had called, oh, I almost said his name. I called the person in the program and said oh my god this guy la 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 asked if he knew anything about him he did he sent me some stuff about james casbolt yes Uh, because that's the uh, project mannequin uh that comes in isn't it when you talk about that yes and he sent me his book and i had never heard max being a part of mannequin um until yesterday Mm -hmm. Um, because 
literally after a little bit of feeling super crazy and wanting to lock myself up in a mental hospital um well well first i'll say after that interview i didn't i was a pretty messed up for three days there was a lot of bleed through and i didn't have anyone to talk to i had i just it didn't make sense to me i was scared and definitely didn't know that anyone else had gone through what I had gone through. So why would I talk about it? And it just, you know, and a lot of it's pretty disgusting. Um, some, some of the things are not something I would ever want to say out loud and I probably won't. Um, but I carried on and I had to stop. I, you know, I had to not go any deeper because it was too much. It was, I remember because you, you would talk to me a lot about stuff and it, it was really getting to you and you just had to say, look, enough's enough. I can't take any more. And so then, you know, obviously you, you stopped pursuing it. Yes. And I didn't know if that was good or bad, but I just did it because you, yeah, you were talking to me during that time and I was a wreck. I mean, um, I, you know, I have jobs. I work multiple jobs. I have children. I have things to do and this was taking a lot of energy and distraction and I was not able to focus or do anything I, I wanted to do anything to not think about it um, and I did unfortunately do some things that aren't probably the highest because it was a lot and I was hurting I'm not doing that anymore but um, I can see why anyone would get into addictions or off themselves or whatever because it's it's not something easy for sure a lot of pain in there i believe but um so but going forward having um tony back on the show again um a mixture of that was bringing up some things also going to the dentist um which i contacted you right after Mm -hmm. I went to the dentist because I was literally shaking so hard and having a panic attack. I had to go to the bathroom and literally sit on the ground and kind of a ball. Yeah. So what was it in the dentist that triggered you? The chair. The chair. Yeah. The chair. So um, there's just a, there was multiple factors that kind of were in sync to, you know, more recently. And then Tony was back, um, but got on a rabbit trail here just recently again, um, because I was watching American Idol of all things <laughs> last week. And uh, there was a young girl that came on who said that her dad was flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. And uh, my husband was with me and I said something like, he said something like, oh, you mean AKA Will Farrow? And I was like, what? What does that mean? And he was like, oh, you don't know? And I was like, what? And he said, um, yeah. And he actually pulled, I'll pull it up. Hold on, I have. So it's one of the, uh, it's the, isn't it the drummer of the, the, the Chili Peppers, uh, Chad Smith and Will Farrell look virtually the same? Basically, yes. Yeah. And they did like a made a joke out of it, and they did like a, a drum off where he would play drums, and then Will Ferrell would play drums. Yes, I sent yeah. you the video. Um, yeah. 
Let me see if I could pull it up because it's very crazy. Can you see that? There we go. So can you even tell? I mean, look at that. So my husband pulls this up and then he pulls up a video. Can you guys see that? Am I the only one who can see this? I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he pulls that up and then he pulls up this other video. Let me see if there's another. Yeah. Can you yeah. see that too? Yeah. See that. Yeah. So um, they did this drum off and what have you. And um, I've met Chad Smith, by the way, <laughs> just as a side note. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. He did a drum clinic here in, the, in England and I went and it was really good. But yeah, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So that I was, I immediately was like, oh my God, clones, definitely clones. And uh, let me go back to this other one. I mean, you can you guys can google this but so that set me on this whole project mannequin situation where i was just like okay you know and um my daughter uh you know jumping forward my daughter was watching these movies with a specific actor that she just is obsessive about and i was like okay uh i watched like four with her and then i was like you know what? it's my turn i get to watch something i want to watch and so I had wanted to watch Ryan Gosling movie and mind you, I've not been able to watch a Ryan Gosling movie for a long, long time because I was always triggered. Like something about Ryan Gosling, it was a trigger for me, even before all the max stuff. Yeah. And I would get very emotional. I was very shaky. Different things would happen when I would see him or like talk, anyone would talk about him or what have you and i could not figure out what that drive was but i had watched a couple of his movies way back um maybe all of them i don't know just whenever they came out i think mean, he's a great actor um but i realized when i saw max that he kind of favored ryan and i went to go on max's facebook page and he actually had something on there about ryan gosling and I was like, what? And they had the same jacket. They had all this stuff. And he had, he had actually said that Ryan was his clone. So I was like, okay. Um, let me see if I could find, let's see, pictures. Like, can you see that? I mean, they, they do favor each other to me. Um, let me see if there's some more. I had made some side-by-sides. And you guys are, you know, there's lots of pictures where he doesn't look the same. Um, no joke. But um, I know that, that uh, Ryan is a, a bit more thinner and chiseled. But, when, but I've seen him heavier. And I've also seen Max thinner. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah um so yeah i mean you guys i don't know what do you guys think do they look the same oops i'm, I'm going ahead of myself um it's, it's undeniable it's as close as chad smith and um will ferrell for sure yes so um 
I realized that that was why I was so emotional and what have you. Anyway, I talked my daughter into watching a movie and I, I had given her two choices. One was Lars and the real girl. And another one was, I forget the name, good, something with good and evil or something. And I picked Lars and the real girl on purpose because the storyline has to do with him meaning Ryan Gosling carrying around this mannequin. And I just kept thinking project mannequin, project mannequin. Yeah. Um, which let me pull this up. Let's see. Um, where is the pictures? I have some more here. I thought I had sent them and maybe I didn't, but you guys can Google. Um, let me see if I could send it over. There we go. I think I can pull this up real quick. Thank you for your patience, guys. This is like super not easy, but it's all raw. It's all good. Lars um, and yeah. And let's see. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So he brings his mannequin with him everywhere. And there's no sexual relationship or what have you, but can you even see Max there a little bit? I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See it. Um. So yeah, that. Um. Anyway, so we watched the movie, and um. His name is Lars in the movie, and when I watch in the movie, all of a sudden, they refer to Lars Ryan Gosling as Mr. Sunshine. And I'm like, I literally sat up in my bed. My my mouth was just dropped. I was like, are you effing kidding me? And I grab my phone again and I look to see if his name in the movie is Lars Sunshine. Because I'm like, why are they calling him that? Because this is this was Max's alter trigger word to change him into a different alter, the, the word sunshine. So the people that don't know Max's story, so Max, there was a trigger word that they would say, which would be sunshine, and he would switch. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay. And they are calling Ryan this in the movie, Mr. Sunshine, and they did multiple times, and I was like, this is unbelievable. I mean, come on. Um. So... Uh, <sighs> I um I'm gonna go back to my notes because I had to write this down and I'm probably gonna write a book, but so I don't know. So I'm thinking to myself, I need to call Carrie Cassidy because I know that she probably knows about Project Mon uh, Mon Mon Mannequin Pro Project Mannequin. I didn't know a lot about it. I never heard anything really too much about it. I I, I feel like Max and I were a part of Oak Tree somehow with our DNA. I know my mom was picked. His mom was picked. His mom and dad were picked. I'm assuming my dad was picked too. Um, I know the, the Mason's number is really big on 333. I was born at 333. Yeah. The doctor that delivered me was Harold Messenger. Who knows if that was really Montana or Montauk. Again, that's a mystery. Uh, I don't know why my parents would lie to me. Um, you said yesterday, maybe, maybe they I don't think they're lying. Um, you said maybe they just made them not remember. I don't know. Um, but 
Yeah, Aaron, there's not a coincidence. Wait till you just wait. There's way more. You're going to freak out. So I, I'm thinking this about Carrie and then Carrie fucking calls me, excuse me. Sorry, but <laughs> she calls me and it's like 11 o'clock at night and she calls me and I'm, I talk to Carrie a lot. We do a show every month and we have for like a year. We've done a show with Jenny, Sin, and Laura and I like every year, once a month. But she was calling about something else. And so I was like, dude, I was about to call you. And I said, since you're on the phone, can you tell me a little bit more about Project Mannequin? And I told her about the movie that I just watched. And uh, and I told her that I was going back to Max and trying to get some things in order in my mind about some things with that. And she tells me, you need to look up the movie Dollhouse. It's really important that you watch Dollhouse. That'll maybe give you some answers, which I never have. And then she also says something about a Donald Marshall. So I don't know you guys who have been doing this forever, Aaron, Tyler, Megan, Greg, all you guys definitely, um, let me know if you know anything, because I'm seriously open to understanding better. But, um, yeah, apparently there was something with that. So she also said something about Donald Marshall and looking up Donald Marshall and that he had some books or something. And she also mentioned um, there's something else that she had said. Oh, she had said something about, well, you know, they were just doing this cloning thing because they had a fear that we were going to go in some war with ETs eventually, and that they wanted an army, basically, that would be AI. Clone wars, yeah. <laughs> so this transhuman agenda for people to basically uh, be very easily um, given orders and follow the orders, but also um, super abilities. Um, so that included black goo or uh, um, glycine oxide, which they were using in this stuff. And also Carrie reminded me of an island where all these scientists were doing all this stuff and most of them died because it was too much. And they're, I mean, they're just trying to figure it out. And I, I don't recall that island that she talked about. Maybe some of you guys know, but um, that, and I, and I said, well, hello, that's how Max, they were probably messing with Max and they gave him too much. And uh, she says, oh my gosh, I never, I didn't put that together. I wasn't thinking about that. And um, anyway, so I get off the call and when I do, I guess I can remove this. Um, when I, I got off the call and I Google Ryan Gosling, I don't know why I'm just like following my leads and when i google ryan gosling i i knew that he was from canada or he is from canada and i know that there's a base in canada where um james and um max were underground for different projects and i wondered well how close was ryan to that and what was maybe he was connected with that too and i i google him and i found out that he had a band which mm -hmm. Did you know he had a band? He a music band. Uh, I I always think of him as an actor. I wasn't ever thinking of him as. Uh, yeah, I've never known him as an actor. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah so he has this band and the band actually started apparently in 2008 which is the same time that i was having stuff that this other person that i can't name was having stuff that when max had his bleed through when he was in california um I mean, I've had stuff all along, so I don't want to like just say this is the only time I've had stuff. I think you've had stuff. Everyone, we get, we're all in process, but there was a, a lot of activity in 2008, mm-hmm. and um, apparently this is when Ryan started his band. Well, guess who he started? He, he's only a two-person band with his other guy, Zach, someone, and who? guess who helped him start the band? Well, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers and Chad. From Red Hot Chili, Red. I'm sorry, yeah, it's a lot. Red Hot Chili Peppers dudes, the same guys that I showed you previously, that I believe are clones. They had some sort of um, choir that was used in their album, their first album. But the name of their band was also the name of their first album. The name of their band was called Dead Man's Bones. Also, their first album, Dead Man's Bones. Now, coming from a ministry background, you and I know what Dead Man's Bones is. Ezekiel. Ezekiel, yes. And so I immediately Googled, um, dead, you know, Ezekiel. I'll read, I'll read it to you. Oh, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing. Um, You're doing fine. Yeah, so I had to write it down. Um, so where are you? Where are you? You see, I don't know. Sending love. Thank you for the love. Um, okay, hold on. I got it here. I should have had this on a slide or something. Why can't I find it now? Oh, here we go. Is it Ezekiel 37 from memory? Yes. It says the hand of the Lord was on me and brought me out by spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth and I saw many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones were very dry. He asked, son of man, can these bones live? The sovereign Lord, I said, sovereign Lord, only you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones, I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I, I I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know I'm the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise and a rattling. The bones came together bone to bone. I looked and there was tendons and flesh appeared to them, covered them. There was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy to their breath prophesy and say to them this is what sovereign lord says come four winds and breathe to these slain that they may live so i prophesied and commanded the breath to enter them and they came into new life and stood to their feet as a vast army <laughs> a vast I, army yeah well they, yeah yeah a vast army of what uh super soldiers that can fight ETs if there was a war. <laughs> uh, can I just jump in there? Um, I didn't tell you this yesterday, but in 2005, I um, had what in the ministry days was called a prophetic word from 
I don't mind saying his name from Todd Bentley. And that was one of the scriptures he, he spoke over I me. He was in the programs. Keep going. <laughs> well, it was just that. That was basically when he called me out um, and, and he, he, he prophesied that exact scripture. Um, uh-uh. To you? Yeah. Of yeah. all? Wow. Well, <laughs> I didn't tell you that yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and please, you guys, if you can share this, that would be great. I would love for you to share this. There's who knows how many people need to hear this to like remember themselves and or get their own healing. But Disney also helped with this creating this band, um, which we know about Disney and we know about the Disney kits, mm -hmm. um, which also um, Ryan was a part of that. And uh, also Britney Spears, same last name, connection, Spears. And there's a lot more in that Brittany actually has a house like four, five buildings down um, from where, anyway, she lives in, uh, I, I probably shouldn't say this. Okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> so, but going back to Dead Man's Bones, um, I found a few quotes um, that were interesting. Um, it's because I wanted to know why did they call it Dead Man's Bones? And it said that it was created um, because of their obsession with some ride at Disney and also their obsession and love for the paranormal mm -hmm. in 2008. Uh, I found this quote that says, interestingly, the band's love of the paranormal helped shape their sound with the lyrics, including a song called My Body's a Zombie for You. <laughs> yeah, it's all there, isn't it? Uh, according to IMDB, Dead Man's Bones had a few of their tracks appear in big screen projects. Because uh, one of the songs is also called A Werewolf Heart. <laughs> now, wolves are a big deal because uh, the Delta 514, um, at least that was my situation. Um, and I didn't even know that there were women super soldiers and was didn't put me in that league at all. Or because I think of soldiers like, um, you know, kick ass military, you know, not that I mean, I'm not in any kind of shape to do that now. I, I was I used to I have the like the record leg press in my college. I used to run really fast. And, and I could bench press quite a bit and was very fit and even wanted to go into the military um, for quite a while, but didn't because of the whole war thing. But uh, I don't like the duality of that and I don't like killing. So there's that. But um, whenever I was, um, whenever I was talking to James ring and talked to this other person, I said, well, he thought that I would that this five Delta five one four was like a super soldier situation, and I was like, "Oh no, it can't be because I'm a girl," you know. And he was like, "No, there there were usually um, packs they call them of five, and they were usually five guys and a girl." Now, as I'm talking to him, I'm literally talking to him, and I'm cleaning my closet. And as I'm cleaning, cleaning my closet, 
And as he's talking to me, I pull out this um, uh, box that I couldn't, I didn't know what it was, but this is what comes up is a uh, wind chime mm -hmm. that I bought in Montana on a trip that I forgot about because I was buying it for a new home that we didn't ever move into. And I just put it away for when we moved and it's five wolves. Yeah. I literally was like, pulled out the box. He's talking to me and he goes, Oh, it's five wolves, blah, blah, blah. And then literally I pulled that out and it's five wolves. And I was like, Oh my God, you're not going to believe this right now. <laughs> and uh, so there was that, but you know, this album has a song called werewolf heart. I mean, again, this fascination, like why is Ryan having a fascination with wolves as well? Uh, and it gets deeper. Um, he says that, uh, this, this person, uh, Anthony Spencer had published an article on June 9th, 2021. that said that the dead man's bones has a few track, tracks appear on the big spring uh big screen projects of all sizes some of them include teen wolf <laughs> yeah which i never watched um but get this also is also included their music played in the movie dollhouse mm -hmm. which dollhouse again that's what Carrie Cassidy had said. You should watch that because it has to do with cloning. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So much synchronicity and, and dot connection. Um, it's, it, it's, you know, you can't make this up. You can't just, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> it says that this quote says, I recognize the children's choir might be a deal breaker for some, but the tenaciousness of dead man's bones using a choir to win over most ardent kid haters. Sure. There's a bit of time honored Roger Walters tradition of making kids sing inappropriate lyrics, including like a lamb to the slaughter, which is one of the lyrics in my body's a zombie for you. So, yeah, um, that goes back again to the whole what Carrie was saying. Uh, and then Carrie actually had also talked about how she was actually in London at a conference where Max was supposed to be with Miles Johnson, who I don't want to talk about. But basically, um, he texted or he walked by her during a break. And I think Max was supposed to be there and said, did you hear about Max? Max is dying. And she immediately Skyped him. And when she did, this other guy answered the phone and said, um, he, you know, he picked up and she's like, I want to talk to Max. Who are you? And he's like, Max can't talk. Max is in the other room on the couch going in and out of consciousness. And then she heard a woman's voice say, who are you talking to? And he said, Carrie Cassidy. And she said, don't talk to her. Don't talk to her. Hang up. Don't tell her anything. And, you know, Carrie had told them to call an ambulance or get some help, which an ambulance and the police were called. And this woman, I'm not, I don't want to say, well, I guess it's public who she is, Monique Duvall, sent them away. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, 
anyway, so uh, she did. I asked her about this lady, Lorraine or Lorraine or some something having to do with Lorraine, because I had heard him on an interview talk about this Lorraine, Lorraine person and how he was 20 years. She's 20 years older than him and how they were both in the project. And I'm like, how does that make sense? Because I've tried to make sense of it because he's I'm six years older than him. So how could we both been in the project if he was in, in my mind, in my memory of seeing him, we were not that different in age. It wasn't a big gap. Uh, at, at least in my memory, we were like ish kind of the same. Um, so I don't know how they do that or if I'm just crazy again I, and I'm okay to be crazy. Um, but I remember him being the same age. And when I, um, she told me the lady's name and she said, oh, yeah, she, she does like, she started the super soldier summit. And, um, I guess I'll stop screen. Um, so I went to, uh, Google her once I had her full name, uh, Lorraine or Lorraine Fenton. I think it's Fenton. Uh, the first, you know, it took me a little digging, but I tried to find a conference that actually had, you know, any, any more information that I could possibly find. And when I did, um, let me see, this is what comes up. Oh, I'll share this. <sighs> I feel a little relief. Good. So this is what comes up. It says, can you guys see that? Yep. Yep. It says, um, this was his bio for this conference. And it says Max Spears was born in Canterbury, which is an English, which he wasn't born in Canterbury. I don't know why it says that or why he would put that. I know he believes his soul was born there. He says that, but he was born in Brighton. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a historic cathedral. I've been to Canterbury multiple times. And I know that's where him and Orlando Bloom were there. And he was actually um, baptized or whatever. Uh, what do you call it when you're, I don't know, his own father wasn't a Christian and did not want to be there for the baptism or whatever the, what do you call it when you're 12 and you get something confirmed or something confirmation yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So his dad didn't want to do it. Um, and so he picked Orlando Bloom, who was his best friend and they did multiple, they grew up together. They, there were, I believe Orlando was a part of the projects. Uh, he also has that connection to Disney and um you know the pirates of the caribbean and his wife katie perry's agent um is an agent for a lot of these ki these kids that are now grown um and also the brother of a lady i'm going to have on my show in a few weeks here who says that she was the original 11 from montauk which okay I'm, i mean i'm gonna find out you're talking about 11 from stranger things yes yeah um which remind me of that later because mm -hmm. i want you to share too about that but um for losing my train of thought but um anyway so she um she was some somehow a part of this and i'm gonna have her on because again i'm just trying to figure things out like i i don't know anything and i'm open to hearing what anyone has to do that might have a piece that's mm -hmm. missing for me. But um, he picked Orlando to be his godfather, who Orlando was a year 
younger than him, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he picked Orlando to be his godfather. They were set to be actors. He was supposed to be an actor and he, and just like Orlando and probably like, like Ryan, uh, well, Ryan, I believe was, was, a, is a clone and was having memories, um, in 2008, just like, just like, um, Max, I, I think there was like, he was starting to remember some things and why would he be writing about my body as a zombie for you? I mean, come on. It's like, did he know he was a clone in some weird way that, and what does that even mean? Does that, I mean, was Max's consciousness put on him? Like, was there, was he part of Oak tree and there was a split, you know, is this a soul thing? Like, I, I, I'll let you talk about that. Um, but anyway, going back, Canterbury was a very, I lived in England <laughs> twice. I lived in England um, when I lived in Germany. My dad was actually uh, recruited by Westinghouse to um, to work for Westinghouse, which Westinghouse is a big competition for Tesla back in the day. If you know yeah. anything about Tesla, you guys watching, um, they were they would fight and they were trying to always like one up each other and inventions and what have you. And there was a big rivalry and Tesla was what was used in Montauk. So of course they were trying to recruit my dad. They probably thought he knew things. So I remember as a kid going to London and staying at the VP's house of the Westinghouse. And we were there, I don't know, I think a few weeks, a couple weeks, and they were trying to recruit him. I hung out with the granddaughter there and some nasty things happened about that. But, um, but, uh, but we were there and also went to Canterbury. I went to college in London. I went back to London as a, and, and Max was there then, went to Canterbury. I remember walking around. I actually went to the cathedral. I lost, my purse was stolen in there. Now that's interesting. Yeah. Um, my purse was stolen there, all my identity and everything. Um, I ended up getting it back. But anyway, going back to Canterbury, Max, this uh, thing that says Max says he is involved in Project Mannequin. He says it right there. Yep. That's the first time I saw that. He says I was a project. I was part of Mannequin um, in the UK, which is an extension of the Nazi Uberman Superman project. I have connections to Montauk and time manipulation projects. Hello, the pyramid. Yep. Which is also what this is about the pyramid it would do this and just to clarify as well it would make sense that there has been time manipulations the fact that you and him are in the programs at the same time despite the age difference Uh, yeah you know Uh, there's obviously something going on there well and how would i even be an adult in the chair it's like that is also it yeah. seems like there is no time, which is why my time clock is broke. If anyone knows me, I am the worst when it comes to time because I don't seem to be able to keep it together with time. But um, he says, I've studied magic and esoteric thought 15 years, became conscious after my awareness in these projects after he turned 30 in 2008. Um, now, the Superman thing is a big deal to you. And I'll bring, I'll bring this up. Um, anyone who knows me um whoops that's not what i want to do i want to stop screen anyone who knows me knows that for 
the first conference I ever did was because of the Superman thing. I had this major Superman thing. Uh, you can, my whole, uh, everything in my office is Superman. Everything in my house is Superman uh, and Wonder Woman, by the way, which is another story. Um, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, tattoos, also the wolf, but my whole living room is my, is Superman. I did not know it had anything to do with the project, but in my understanding, I went to, um, I kept having, I was obsessed with Superman. I watched all of them and there was this one trailer that the father Jarrell Jarrell was speaking yep. to Superman and he was saying, even though you are not human, you were raised as one. Yep. And then it would show this mass amount of people. And he'd say, you're a great people, kal or, or he'd say, um, they're a great people, kal They wish to be. They only lack the light to show them the way. Mm -hmm. And then he says, this reason above all, their capacity for good. I have sent them you, my only son. And then it would show Superman, like, coming down to the earth and having this, like, you know, supersonic whatever abilities and doing all the stuff. So, um, my first conference, which was with Patricia King and Paul Keith Davis, mm -hmm. uh, 2004, I taught on the bionic bride. I was obsessed with bionics. And uh, as a kid, I, I was Steve Austin for Halloween, like three times. <laughs> and I, I, I am in the Jamie uh, Summers Club still membership. I, I have a signed eight by 10 autograph and met her in real life. And like obsessed with anything superhero, um, which um, I just watched Spider-Man the other day and there was three Spider-Mans and all of them had an MK as their girlfriend, MK, MK Ultra. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But, um, but Superman, you know, has always been a thing for me. It was a representation of God at the time. Now I understand Elohim or El Shornel. Uh, Sharna meaning uh, rose or warrior in Hebrew, which my mom was given that name in a dream. Again, well, so was it a dream or did they name me? I don't know. <laughs> or, or did God name me? Um, El of Elohim. I understand now what Elohim is and, and you helped me with that. So can you tell me, tell, fill us in on what you're, what you said about Elohim? Um, well, I, I mean, I get it from when we interviewed Paul Wallace um, in his book, um the the elohim you know it's often translated god um uh, but it's it's plural it it literally means gods um and paul wallace makes the uh the argument in his book that it's actually referring to the creation of humanity by these high level beings um and again it's very controversial i understand that particularly to the to the christian people um but it links it to the Sumerian texts of the Anunnaki um, and it kind of brings it all together. So, yeah, to, to answer the question, uh, the Elohim is or are the these kind of councils, these high level beings who created humanity. And they left the earth. Are they still here? This is my car. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've, I've heard, heard that they they left um but i think I, I have also heard that, that they are due to return 
I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but obviously, we've had a very much um, an infiltration on the planet, which is the crap that we're dealing with at the moment. You know, we are getting help. Uh, but it's also raising the consciousness of humanity that we are becoming, I guess, conscious of our supermanhood, if, I'm, if that's a word. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I think we're all super people in some mm. way or another. Um, but yeah, the whole Superman thing, the S, uh, even the shape, I'm sure there's a lot more to what the S is and whatever. Um, also found out that Max's crystal was turquoise. Didn't know, just found out. And I had this custom made years ago. Um, cause I had it in my mind of me with the wolf. Um, with the turquoise one of the things that they would do in the cage to try to scare us is they would send wolves to like attack us mm -hmm. and but and or really scary dogs but the dogs would never do anything to me and neither would the wolves they would just get like they were going to and they would get so close and then they would just lay down and they would roll over like um you know scratch my back um <laughs> And uh, they would get really angry about that because they wanted me to be scared. And I wasn't, um, but I had some sort of uh, telepathy with animals. And that's why they use me for ETs and what have you, because uh, communication was better. But I had that ring made and, have you know, I didn't know that I was connecting it to Max at all. Again, all this stuff is just crazy but uh and i still have a thing for wolves and german shepherds and apparently max also had german shepherds and a husky and i have a husky too and like all these like parallels of just I've, had a husky. I've got two german shepherds exactly <laughs> exactly so i called you i contacted you about some of this and had a conversation yeah. and I, i'm gonna pull up do you care if i pull up what you sent me yeah 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 it's fine so let me find that one uh, I think I have it here. If not, or anything you want to say while I'm looking for this. Um, and I would also definitely please, um, anybody who has any questions or comments or whatever, while I'm looking this up. Yeah. It's just so many dots to be connected. I mean, the thing is all of this is coming together, um, because other people have told their stories and you've heard them, we've listened to them. And it's, it's triggering things in you. And I think you coming out like this. I mean, I, since you started telling me this kind of stuff, what, maybe, what, maybe about three years ago, perhaps? Um, I said to you at the time, you know, this is going to help a lot of people and it's going to shock a lot of people because obviously your ministry background, a lot of people in the ministry circles have absolutely no clue about this sort of stuff. Um, but they're going to. It's going to come out. And, um, you know, we need to be aware of, of what the heck's going on and why we're going through the things we're going through as a, as a planet on a, the planet, you know? Uh, but yeah, sorry. Have you got that picture? Yeah. So I contacted Craig, you, and basically was like, gave you everything I just told everybody here. And this is what he Googles while we're talking or ex explain what you said to me. You said, do you think it's some sort of skull, uh, soul scalping? And I was like, what is that? I don't know. And then yeah. this is what you tell tell them. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, I, I you know I'm not an expert, but um, 
I've heard that this this skull soul scalping technique is used where they will take the energy out of somebody and put it in someone else's body or in a clone cloned body. Um, and when I was on the phone to you, I, would, I did the Google search. I just literally searched for soul scalp and just to sort of double check it. And the first thing that came up was what you see there is so the, the millenniumreport.com, soul scalp, what's really going on. And as you see there, soul scalping. And the name Ryan Gosling is the first one, first on the search engine results. And I was just like, I've got to send this to you. <laughs> yeah. And if you click it, it actually shows Ryan with a black eye. Yes. Now explain that. Okay. Um, again, I've only just recently looked at this, but a lot of people know about the Black Eye Club. Um, you know, a lot of these elites, celebrities, politicians uh, come out in the public with a with a, a black eye. It's a part of the the ritual, a part of the process um, of soul scalping. So it's often a sign that they have been that this has happened to them, basically. Um, that maybe some entity or some other energy system has been put into them or they've been taken out um, and put in someone else. It's a mess. It's a really, really messy, horrible, dark thing. Uh, there's no... Go on, sorry. No, I'm trying to find the link. Do you have the link and we can pull up the picture? Uh, oh, one second. <clears throat> um, let's see. I have so many texts uh okay i think i got it maybe okay. let me see if i can send it again anyone who's watching um that knows anything about anything i would love to know what you know if there's things to know um pulling up stop sharing i'm pulling this up i mean i've got it here i don't know if you can see that okay and pull the screen oh, thank you yes black eye yes oh yes matt thank you for reminding me yes ryan was also in blade runner what the yes, heck he was yep yep oh my god which is all about this whole thing too and then also um the guy who did blade runner also did man in the high castle Mm -hmm. what's his name something wolf does anybody know never of course yeah. <laughs> yeah um anyway but he also did men in the high castle and several other movies about the future and ai and um yeah has anyone ever seen man in the high castle this is this is that and the oa to me were like holy crap but of course he would be in that. See, they have to tell you what they're doing. They they have to tell you what's going on. Yeah. Um, but when I watched old interviews of the guy who did the movies, the movies were based off books that he had written. And the books, he says, he swears to God that he went to these places in different timelines. Now, whether he was a part of the projects, I don't know. But he said that he has went interdimensionally to all these places and was on these different timelines and that these are all different timelines that could be possibilities. And that's what he wrote about of knowing how or there could be par and or parallel things happening at the same time, uh, including Man in the High Castle. Man in the High Castle is basically one timeline is that the N-A-Z-I's one. I don't want to say that online. 
but they won and that them, they took over half of the United States uh, and that Japan took the other half on the West coast and the East coast was the, the ends and from the second world war and that we didn't actually win, which honestly we didn't, <laughs> I mean, with paperclip and everything else, we're still we're I mean, dealing with it now. We're having to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, but that was one timeline where it was more in your face and actually well known and all on the news that they were the winners and we were the losers and that there was a safe zone in the middle of the States where it was like nobody land. It was just like, I guess the last piece of America. And, you know, there was still this back and forth with Japan and Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, that was one, one, um, one of the deals, but, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think that is kind of what I was trying to accomplish. Um, I know that Christopher Reeves is a big deal. All the Christopher's re all the Superman's were offed, um, and or had tragedy. And, uh, there was, you know, Max had talked about different dimensions and some sort of coin, um, and ha having, you know, being able to actually remember where you are at all times that he would have That's this rounding effect, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I know that somewhere in time, that movie is something I've watched multiple times and was a big part of my wake up. Mm -hmm. Um, because I felt the same way that Christopher did when he lost the girl towards this Max thing, except for my thing with Max isn't like, a dating sexual a lover situation is it no um, it's more like a very deep friend like my brother um so it's uh yeah i don't i don't whatever i mean there's a lot of bond trauma bonding that happened yeah. and also just because of the missions that we were on you know you you're close to people that you do all this stuff with you you know it's like you almost die all the time Yep. with someone else there there is these connections just like the oa if you've watched the oa they're constantly doing uh near-death experiences and what have you and there's this trauma bonding thing that happens which ironically i think there were five in the oa i could be wrong i'd have to count um i think there were five that had to do the transportation part where they could jump uh, which Jumper was a big movie for me too, of being able to, you know, uh, somewhere in time, Jumper, um, and and what was the other one I was talking to you about uh, during that time where I was just like obsessed with time travel. I've always been obsessed with time travel. I can't remember what you said now. Um, let's see if it's in my messages, but I, I, I remember um, years and years ago, um, Paul Keith Davis talking about, you know, just to back up what you were saying about um the, what he called the fellowship of suffering in other words when two people go through something traumatic together it creates a very unique bond um he, he explained that he was out on a fishing boat once and with this with a friend and, and this storm came in and it was like it was that bad they genuinely thought they were going to die and they managed to get it back into the dock and whatever he said but ever since that day the, you know there was a special bond between them because they had this experience together so it is a thing you know, the, the two people that, that go through these horrific situations do have a very deep bond if you survive it together, you know? It is. It is. Mm. Uh, and and I don't even know. I mean, I know we have ministry background together. 
-hmm. and we know the same people, but, and you don't have memories, but there is a possibility that you were a part of these programs too, as, as far as, uh, you know, a lot of this happening in England and what have you. And then, and a lot of people who, who were on here, um, probably have had similar memories, um, or you wouldn't be necessarily drawn to this whole conversation. Um, mm -hmm. but do you want to speak into any of that? Um, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the skeptic side of you always thinks, well, you know, uh, some people will just be saying it's just because we, we, they want to be the next big thing or, you know, there's always that element of, of sort of question, which is good. It's good. You know, I'm not, I'm not debating that. Um, I just think we've been so hoodwinked into what is even real. Um, you know, 2016, simultaneously, we had the same kind of awakening, you know, out of the re religious mind control. And ever since then, it's been an ongoing process of, of realizing what is actually true. That's why we do the show that we do. Um, and, we, you know, all these amazing people who we've connected with, who we've had on the show, bring in their piece of the puzzle because it is a community thing. We've all got a piece to share. So if someone's having memories or if someone's having... Um, encounters or experiences or lost time or they want to talk about something you know it, we've got to create a community and a safe place for people to be able to do that as ridiculous and out there as it might sound it only sounds ridiculous in a 3d mindset in a 3d world um but when you break out of that these things are very very real very real and it's happening to a lot of people a lot more than we realize it's not a select few um, I mean, we've spoken extensively about the agreements made with the Greys and the Reptilians. Um, and Max spoke a lot about this. Um, and they were given permission to start doing things with unsuspecting humans. And the, the consequence of that is situations like this. And the studies that, the, you know, that the, the N-word that you don't talk about, what they did, and their experiences in, in Antarctica. Um, I mean, there's so much to be discovered, so much to come out um, for us to create a new reality, basically, and to create a, a better timeline for the, us as a species. And that's the point of all this, as far as I'm concerned, is to wake people up, to, to help people who are having these experiences or memories or whatever is happening to people, because I think there's a lot more than we may realize. Yes. And I hope that this is helping somebody because uh, I I was scared, I don't want to say to death, but just scared, nervous. very scared. And um, but I thought that it was important. So this is my sharing it's like your healing process as well. You know, having these things and, and to, it's like, you know, it's almost like confession that I'm into confession. But just to talk about it, come clean, it, it alleviates that pressure, you know. Um, I think it's very good, and, and I think personally, I think we're going to hear a lot more from you about this. I mean, I don't think it may well not be the, the the last video we do on this. Yeah, uh, well, and it goes further. Uh, by the way, it's I just looked up Phil Philip K. Dick is the one who did Man in the High Castle. He did um, tons of other stuff, and he's the one that said that he was time traveling and saw all these dimensions. So mm -hmm. you guys might want to look into that, but. Um, I, I had Googled and found somebody who was doing uh, astrology on conspiracy theorists. And um, when they 
they the, the one that they were doing happened to be with David Icke, uh, Jordan Maxwell, who's just passed, and another person I don't remember, and Max Spears. So I watched that and contacted this woman because I wanted her to do my chart. And I've had my chart done before. And actually, when I had it done, the lady asked me specifically if I was part any kind any kind of projects as a kid because it showed Mercury, Pluto, and Jupiter in my birth house, which I guess Pluto is dark energy forces like the hidden dark occult things and Mercury, I want to say it was Mercury, had to do with time travel and moving very fast and Jupiter amplified it. Um, and she didn't know crap about any of this. And also I had not been public about any of this and I had not even had a lot of memories uh, that made sense to me to go public. And she's literally asking me if I was a part of any kind of projects uh, like that had to do with time travel. And I was like, oh my God, that's in my chart. So then you got to start to wonder if that was in my chart, did they pick my time to be born or did they pick people who knew where they were going to be? I mean, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? It's like, well, they were, so did they impregnate my mom or where was I already, was she already pregnant and they enhanced uh, and then they picked the time. Uh, I know the birth was traumatic. I was breech, meaning I wasn't really ready to come out. Um, so maybe it was even before the time I was supposed to come. I don't know. There's all these things, but um, that and also uh, another woman that used to cut my hair, uh, who's kind of religious in coming out of that now, but not on this scene at all, not at all anything. And she had just contacted me about a bioscan a few weeks ago. And I was like, she's like, you probably don't remember me. I cut your hair in high school. And, you know, I'm, she's like, I'm kind of interested in maybe getting a scan. She was having some health stuff and that she was um, really working a lot with like intuitive uh, medical intuitive kind of stuff. I was like, well, how about let's trade? I'll scan you and you can do a medical intuitive thing on me. And when she did my reading, she was like, Oh my God, uh, for some reason I keep seeing you in this chair and there's this thing on your head and it has like electrical wires coming out and it makes no sense to me, but do you have anything about that? And I was just like, like she wouldn't have any, she wouldn't know anything or the understanding of that. Um, which the whole stranger things movie had come up. That's the one I was talking about is when, when, uh, I was in the car talking to someone on the phone. My daughter was in the car with me and I was explaining to her this, I was explaining to someone on the phone about um, how my time clock was broken and that I was apologizing and somehow it came up about nosebleeds. And I was telling this lady how I had chronic nosebleeds uh, as a child and to the point where it was like ridiculous and like a clot the size of my fist had come out at one time. And I mean, I remember in second grade, literally, when I was at one of the bases, there was so much blood coming out. It was literally just all over the cement. I mean, the teacher came and got me. And, uh, but so when I got off the phone, my, my daughter had said, you have to watch stranger things. Yeah. He, have you seen stranger things? And I was like, no, I haven't. What is that? And she was like, you know, I said, she's told me it was kind of like a kid's show, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I hadn't heard anything about it, but I basically watched it after that. And I was like, holy crap, 
uh, and I know you have your version of that too, right? Yeah, well, when you said that to me, I mean, you know, anybody that knows me as a child, maybe watching this or not, you know, I suffered horrifically with nosebleeds. Um, you know, and there were times when <clears throat> I was up in the night, I'd wake up and my whole pillow was just completely soaked in blood. Um, you know, the slightest little knock and I'd, I'd be gushing, you know, not just a little drip, it was... I used to really gush um, and you know there was I remember one particular time I woke up in the night and I called my mum and she sat with me for about three hours trying to stop it and it just would not stop just tissues everywhere so yeah which it just just you know struck me when you said that you know a lot of things tie in you know um, well that's it yeah yeah well I the last thing that I'll say is when I had went to um, basically had my recess of not wanting to talk about it um and just really retrieving and trying to just get my sanity back uh i was gonna have this guy on my show named john thomas who's a seatbelt psychic he's on netflix he also has a show called the john thomas experience or the thomas john experience i always get them mixed up but um i he, he said that he would meet with me because um or talk to me because he wanted to see if he was a fit for the show or what have you. And when I had him on just to talk to him a few minutes, he literally gets on and he starts talking about Max hmm. and how Max is with me and that he had this. And I wasn't like going there. I wasn't at all expecting. I was just talking about the show. And I didn't even know if I believed in all this medium stuff and, you know, kind of goes against the programs that, um, ministry programs and but was like okay you know whatever I just you know i'm fascinated with anything and i'll have anybody on the show that is going to bring a different piece and so he starts going on and he said um there's this guy who's passed who's trying to talk to you he's he's with you he's he was with you when you were younger uh, but it seems like there was a gap and he then you weren't together as a as older but you were definitely together as a kid would that make sense to you? And I was like, I, at the time, that could be a couple different people. And then he said, um, well, this person, he keeps saying that he was murdered. And I was like, oh, my God. And so he says, yeah, they're, they're saying something about he was vomiting. And he said something about they turned off his DNA. They turned off his DNA. And as he's saying this, he is freaked out. Like, he does not want to tell me this. And he is supposed to be kind of interviewing to be on my show and then he says, um, he, he, John Thomas says, you know, Max is saying that you're talking about the same things that he is. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, he asked me, you're not afraid to talk about these things. I mean, he's asking me personally, Max wasn't asking me. And I said, um, I'm not really talking about it now. And he was, and he was really like, freaked out and I had said to him that a lot of the things that Max talked about are actually in my book mm -hmm. and how when I watched the video that I saw with him it had been uploaded seven days earlier so I thought it was new I, th I thought that it, it was just happening because when you see something uploaded I mean I upload everything within a day or two of recording if I, if I don't go live so I just I didn't know that he had passed and he had only been passed for about a month or less than a month. 
And, um, but he was talking about the same things that are in my book. And I'm like, oh my God, he's talking like me. He's saying these things. So, but John Thomas had said, well, yeah, uh, I got to go. And he had actually, we had two or three times tried to connect, but he, he was sick because he got the thing and I was just thinking like, Oh, I thought you were psychic. Why did you get the thing? <laughs> um, but he, I guess Max had came through and said something even about this. And he also said, uh, if he was alive right now that he would, uh, he was like, I knew all of this was coming and it's bullshit. And you know, he, a bunch of other stuff that he told me. And then the guy was so freaked out. He got off the phone very fast and was like, ghosted me completely like never never you know i was gonna have him on with laura and i had told laura i'm like yeah we're gonna have this guy he wants to talk to me and Allah. and then he ghosted me and i tried to contact him for eight months and i think he was afraid to be on my show to be connected with any of this stuff yeah and then um i actually tried again in april this last april to reach out one more time and his people got in touch with me and his people set up this thing and I think he forgot who I was or didn't realize that they had set it up. And when he gets on, he starts talking about my grandfather. My grandmother had names of everything, like very specific details that is not on the internet anywhere. And then all of a sudden he starts talking about Max again. And then it's like, as I'm watching him talk about Max, I can see that he's remembering that he's done this before. Although it was a little bit different. He said some other things when he got to the part where like, there's like suspiciousness around his death, isn't there? There's like a mystery around his death, isn't there? He was murdered. And then you could see in his mind, like he's thinking, oh shit, like <laughs> this is the same girl. I think I've done this before. So, uh, and he's ghosted me again. So, um, you know, again, this isn't anything that I was seeking out, uh, but it keeps coming up. And uh, I had even started to feel like I was picking up mannerisms and talking like him in a way and i was watching this interview and i had called the person that i didn't name that you and i know that was in ministry and i was like is there a possible way that someone who's passed that max can be piggybacking on me in a way or like hijacking me or something and as soon as i said that like max was in this interview facing the interviewer this away and having this conversation the whole interview and right when i say this on the phone in the living room he literally turns looks straight at the camera eye to eye and says to me yes of course because you are me and i'm you <laughs> and then he turns back and finishes the interview and i i literally was like what the hell mm. so and i can't find that link anymore i've tried to find that interview uh, I think a lot of stuff has been taken down. Mm -hmm. um, I would also really like to talk to Vanessa Bates, his mother, and I've reached out to her, but we are not Facebook friends. So you know how they hide mm -hmm. you know, when you send messages. So if anyone knows how I can reach out to her, or if you have a way to reach out to her for me, for anyone watching, if you know how I can talk to her, I feel like there's some things that I can connect that maybe she can connect, but I also don't want to trigger her or cause any more pain in what she's been through with the death of her son in such a horrible way. But, um, yeah, so this is all I really have for right now, but I do have a meeting with this girl who did the astrology reading for Max 
and I set up mine personally and I said, is there a way that I can do mine and then have his done, uh, another person done is how I said it, um, to see if there's a comparison or any overlap or as I think, I don't, cause I don't know anything about this. And she was like, well, go ahead and send me that person in your stuff information. This is all I need. And I said, well, I don't want to send you his stuff because I want mine to be pure. I want you to tell me I, if I had said me and this guy and she knows about him because she did his chart, then she could maybe give me something that would be similar without trying or not wanting to be, um, you know, on purpose about it. But because you're front loaded with information, it could lean a certain way. And I didn't want her to uh, give me something based on knowledge. I wanted her to have like a blind reading. So I said, I would not like to give you that information yet. If you could just do mine first and then I will give you his information and then we could see where there's overlap. So she did mine yesterday and she's going to compare with Max on next this Wednesday and I'll be able to see. So there might be some part twos to this. And also after talking to everybody and who knows what else information, there might be some part twos, but this has gone on really long and I don't want to bore anybody to tears um, about my story. So it's important that we hear it though. Like I said, I've said this for a long time. Um, I've been waiting for this to be honest, uh, but obviously it had to be at the right time when you were ready. Um, I'm honored that you, 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 that we're doing it together, you know, um, I'm just a guy from the north of England, you know, <laughs> and um, I just think, it, you know, we, we've got to do this in Max's honour as well. You know, I mean, he had a mission. He clearly had a, a goal and it was cut short. So he's still trying to do his thing and, and maybe we can help finish what he started. Yes. And um, I know Max is with me and I don't care what anyone says. You don't have to. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to argue with anyone. Um, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's personal. Even, it's deeply personal. Even when I tried to shove it out of my head, uh, it's random people who shouldn't know anything show me that he's here still. And he's doing a lot of work still on the other side. Yes. And you know, uh, you're right. Honoring him and loving him for who he is and what he was, and just uh, I would, you know, it's mysterious. But what I was told, what I felt he had said, is just to not be so concerned about how he died or what happen or blame or whatever but just to be more uh re remembering his message which exactly um you know my book actually talks about remembering um remembering the frequency of love is uh, you know getting out of this dualistic situation because when we are the only way we stay in 3d is when there's this and so if, if there's a constant war, constant fear, constant all these things, then there's going to be a polarity and we won't ever get to union and ascend. And so um, I, I, it's just a constant remembering and being uh, in union as much as possible so we can pass that tipping point of being able to get to that next level and to move on. But even 
Thomas or John Thomas had kept saying, you have these capabilities, this mediumship, this psychic, very strong psychic abilities and mediumship. And, you know, he can talk to you and what have you. And so I've been like yelling at him going, will you please have your mother call me? Please talk to your mom and have her call me. I really want to talk to your mom. Um, but <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, anyway, I love all of you, um, Candace and um, all you guys uh, out there supporting me and loving me and Craig and uh, for listening, just your patience. And thank you, Craig, for being my friend in the middle of all of this. And, you know, cheers. And uh, yeah, again, it's just anybody who has anything that you know that can give answers or if you have your own situation and you are searching for answers, um, let's chat. And um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of us out there. According to Max, uh, a lot of us are not here anymore, but for the few that are here, I think that this is uh, an important that we're still here and that we made it. And there's some kind of message here to, to help with, with everything. And um, yeah, it just kind of makes me sad that someone this young could have to go through. I'll look at pictures of myself yeah. so tiny and it's like, how could anyone do stuff like that to a child? It's just, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. And I think that's why we're here. I think that's why we're talking about this stuff because what we're going through is, is the removal of the power structures that have allowed this kind of stuff. It's it's massive. It's not just planetary, it's cosmic, what we're going through. This was Max's message. He, he brought light to these things. They didn't like it. They got to him. But when there's millions of us talking about this, they're screwed. They're screwed when we wake up. So that's what this is about. Everyone telling them, having their own stories, being grounded and rooted in this realm and ascending as well. Um, I've just got a notification. I've got 6% of battery left and I'm in my car. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. I know I got to go to, I have a meeting, but, um, definitely, um, there's a lot more to talk about the jump, the jump room and Jared Leto and California. And I mean, I have a whole list of things that we will probably do a part two with some things, but, um, I does, it does make me wonder how much Ryan has memories. Yeah. Uh, or Orlando, what is what does he remember? Does he was he? A, I don't have a feel like a drawing to him at all, um, but I do have some stuff with Scott Whelan, um, Kurt Cobain. Oh, definitely. What's the name of Scott Whelan's band? Yes. What is it? Thirty uh, seconds to Mars. Oh, uh, Jared Leto. Thirty seconds to Mars with yeah, the yeah. Jump, with the jumper. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The jumper room in Mars, and I know um, Scott Whelan knew Max, and there was a connection there. But also uh, Heath Ledger, uh, Johnny Depp, um, Orlando. We, we're gonna have to have a whole show about that as well. But um, I have a meeting. You have six percent. Five. <laughs> love you so much please if you have anything i would love for you guys to reach out and i hope this was helpful if you could please share i'm just going to ask you guys to please share this to as many people as possible put it in groups give it i don't know where it can go but that i know people need to hear whatever they need to hear the right people will get this and this will help or trigger and we will get these pieces together i love you go to swiftfire.org Get on the newsletter. This book has a lot of information. 
that I really came, that came to me from the beans that came in my living room and um, just mucho love to all of you guys and we'll talk soon. Thanks Thanks a lot. All right. Bye.